0: Empire Hello and welcome to my podcast do me a favor subscribe to the John Con report wherever you get your podcast you're watching on YouTube hit that like button hit that subscribe button you can find us there as part of Empire Media that's A-M-P-I-R-E always much appreciated When you tune in, and don't forget, you can read my work on ESPN.com. I have a story up now on Sam Howell's progression from the spring and throughout the summer and why Ron Rivera made the decision or announced the decision he did today. Of course, that is what I'm talking about is that Rivera said that Howell is going to be their starter going into the season. No surprise. I think the only people, to be honest, who are surprised are those who – haven't followed this team on a daily basis. Maybe our national, more national folks are just kind of paying attention on the periphery. And cause I'd get asked even on sports center, what about the quarterback battle? Well, it never was a true quarterback battle because what they wanted to see is did Sam, did Sam Howell lose a job? And the answer was no, that was the key. Like he always had it. The key was, was he going to hold on to it? Would he lose it? And he did not lose it, which is why Rivera wanted to make the decision today. They waited to this point. Because if you recall, there were a couple of times in the offseason, even during training camp, where Rivera would point to those two-day joint practices against Baltimore as a defining measuring stick for how and for this decision. And it's funny because, you know, you go back to 2020 when they had Dwayne Haskins here and he said that there was going to be a quarterback competition. Well, it never materialized that way. Part of it was, that, and they didn't learn enough about Haskins during the summer because you didn't have preseason games. You didn't have the joint practices and you relied on practice. They wanted to give Haskins every opportunity. They gave him every rep to try and win the job four games in the season. They realized he wasn't ready with Howell, the big difference was they had a lot of ways to measure his growth. There was, there were, there were more, they had spring practices, they had a preseason game and then they had these two day joint practices. That's why They were able to stick with the plan they had for him. And while there was talk of a competition, it never materialized because they were able to get a good read on what Howell can do. Now, the other part is they really do like Jacoby Brissett and they feel with him. They they possibly have a top three backup quarterback in the NFL. He's been very good for Sam Howell. He's been a mentor for Sam Howell. He's good in the room. He understands how to prepare and be a true pro. So Rivera has said that he feels really good about their quarterback room. And a big part of the reason why is Jacoby Brissett. But again, this just never materialized into a competition. Everybody here knew it. You knew it because you've been paying attention. But it is funny how beyond here, people who don't pay attention every day, and I don't blame them, but they looked at this differently than I think the rest of us did because it just never... Never went there. But why is Hal the starter? Let's talk about that for a couple minutes. Not why was he named the starter. We we knew that was going to happen, but why is he in this position? And the key word for me to tell you is, one, growth. He, he has grown throughout this. He's grown a ton since last year at this time. He has grown since the end of the season when he started against Dallas. He has grown from the spring. He grew from the summer. He's grown from week to week. I'll give you one example. Uh, but So I, I was going to talk about this a little bit, but I'll tell it right now. So last week against the Browns, and I pointed out to you, there was an RPO run where he doesn't get the proper drop on. It was the first one play. That was where Leno gives up pressure inside and, and Robinson gets stuffed, And it looks like, oh, the tackle just got beat on the play. Well, yeah, but. Howell doesn't take the proper footwork. He's supposed to drop and sell the pass. It's an RPO. You've got to sell the pass. You're not going to sell it by just keeping your feet there and keeping your eyes down. So if he drops, then you allow the back to have a flatter plane, which allows him to avoid that interior pressure and allows Leno to seal the end and allows Robinson to get outside. Just that little bit of footwork can cause those kind of issues. And you know, again, people are going to think, oh, the tackle or this or that. It started with the quarterback's footwork, but. Against Baltimore, what they liked is better footwork overall, more consistent, and in the RPO game. And there was one play in particular, and I talked about this the other day. I have a video up of it on, on the Empire sh- the page where you go to the shorts, see the pass that he throws to Jahan Dotson on the outside. Look at the footwork. He takes a couple drops, and he freezes, and, he, and it's it's, a, it's an RPO. You have the back who can take the flat plane. Now he pulls it out because he's got, he's got his eyes up, and then he hits Jahan Dotson out in the left flat. It's a play where Kyle Hamilton's diving and barely misses the ball, but it starts with good footwork and the ability to hold him. Because if you're not, if you don't take the footwork and sell, run, or pass, then they they can react accordingly. But be, when you do the right things, then it, it makes everything go easier. So that has been a big part of, of, of it. And the other part is he's not finished, they don't feel like he's finished. They feel like he hasn't hit it. He's clearly not hit a ceiling. He's played one game, for goodness sake. So that's a big thing, too. To me, one big thing is he doesn't look overmatched out there. He's not. He does not. I mean, there hasn't been a time where you're thinking like, oh, my God, this could be a disaster. I have never thought that with this kid because I think, and I've told you before, I think he has some really good traits that translate into NFL to being a, if nothing else, a legitimate starter in the NFL. And then to what level? A lot of other things will determine that offensive line, play calling, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But he has the traits to play well in the NFL. Again, let's go back. Let's go back. Excuse me. Let's go back to Baltimore for a second. And that first day, the the commanders felt like he did a really, really good job. That's what people told me. Second day, they felt like it was a good job. So, Not quite as well as the first day, but certainly a very, um, very good day. They liked how decisive he was. Again, the footwork more consistent. And I point out the RPO game. And Rivera did talk about, um, you know, some things that, you know, you've got to do better with, but and improve on. That was one of the things he had to improve on was the footwork. And he did. And there's still there's still more. Listen, and I'll get to this in a minute. But. I'm going to get to some of the other, like, I guess the flaws or the issues he's got to improve on, but they liked, they like really like his smarts, how he works. Um, they love the decision-making again. Those all, those are all things that translate into NFL success. And what, again, I keep saying, I think he can, the kid can play in this league. I don't know how good it'll be or when he'll get there, but he can play in this league um, against Baltimore. They like the anticipation skills. And I brought up the dots in play. That was an anticipation throw, but also showed really good arm strength. And there were a couple others. There were a couple balls to Curtis Samuels over the middle where they liked the footwork. It was proper ball out in time, good rhythm, good anticipation. The throw was in there like that. And just, you know, that's what they want to see. The quick twitch throws, also part of what they like about him. And you saw that. There was a play against Baltimore to got to keep going back to that because that was that sealed the deal. Had he not done well up there, then I think you're gonna we're gonna have a different conversation today. But he but he did. He certainly again he didn't lose it. And Jacoby Brissett was has been fine, solid, but he never got to the point where he was said, so, Oh, you gotta play him instead of Howell. And Howell never got to the point where he said, Oh, you gotta play Brissett. So that's why we're in this position. But also the quick twitch row. So there's one play where you're, you know, he's looking off a guy, gets to his first read, gets to his second read, it's Terry McQuinn, boom, balls out. That's the quick twitch throw. And that's one of the things that when Kirk Cousins was here, and I always bring up his name because again, mid-round pick, whatever, whatever, whatever. But there was, they always talked about Kirk Cousins' arm talent. and It was always about, it's not about like, did he have a howitzer? It's about the quick decision-making, the quick twitch throws. Kirk was really good at that. And this kid I think is really good at that as well, and you saw it again in practice today. A couple examples: one to Tinsley, another one to Deami Brown. Where it's, you know you're you're going, you're going, boom, there it is, go. And I've seen that multiple times with Hal throughout training camp, and that's going to be a good attribute for him. And it helped; it's, it's going to help him out a lot. Some of the issues that they see, they definitely feel, can be corrected through experience and reps. For example, in the red zone against Baltimore, one of the things that stood out to them in the wrong way was that he was a little bit hesitant inside the red zone. So the play might be there, but he wasn't quite sure, so he didn't let it go. Now, you don't turn it over, and they liked how he took care of the ball up there. You don't turn it over, but you maybe cost yourself, a four, it might be a four-point swing down inside there. So they wanted him to get a little bit more decisive down in the red zone. So it's just something to watch going forward. But also because he's decisive in other areas, that's something that can be, I think, cured through more experience. And that's, you know, they certainly believe that as well. And, and, but again, he took care of the ball. And I think the other, the other thing they'd like to see is how does, how, and pay attention to this, how this develops. Does he take the profit? And you always hear quarterbacks like Peyton Manning talk about take the profit, take the profit. In other words, take what's there. If it's your first read and it's only seven yards, take the seven yards because you can never go broke taking a profit. And then just kind of nickel and diamond, nickel and diamond. wait for your opportunity and go. So just that's something to pay attention to as well. I also like the quick game with, with Howell. And I think that's been, that's been very obvious during training camp. I think it's going to be a strength of this offense. It's a, it's something that when you watch what Mahomes did in Kansas City, they use the quick game a lot. So that's a staple of the enemy's offense. But I think it's also something that Howell does very well. they had hoped they would get that from, from Carson Wentz last year. It did not materialize. They did not feel that Heineke was very. It was as good in the, in the quick game. But they really like how Howell is there. And so I think that's, that's something that has shown up throughout camp as well. The other thing is you look at the maturity of the kid. This is a kid who, when he was a freshman in high school, was his conference's player of the year as a freshman in high school gets to UNC as a freshman, a true freshman throws for, I think it was 38 touchdown passes opening day starter, just wins a job right away. goes on and has a big year. The kid and the word poised is used quite a bit with him. Terry McLaurin used it the other day. Jahan Dotson was using it today. And when you get that and the command of the huddle, it all adds up to a guy who again has a chance here. This kid has a chance. The other part is you look at how he's taken this all in, like he's not sitting there celebrating the fact that, oh, he's the opening day starter. As he said, it means a lot, but this is only the beginning. And he's like, he said that I have a lot of work ahead of me. And so he understands that it doesn't end here. And this is something I always go back to Brian Mitchell with this because I remember when Mitchell, when I remember talking to Mitchell, um, B. Mitch, early in his career here, talking about you know, draft status, he's the fifth round pick. And his attitude was always, some people think they've arrived when they got drafted. He goes, for me, it was just a start. And I get the same sense with how, because the kid has come a long, long way. So there you go. That's what you need to know about the quarterback decision or just the quarterback. Sit- I say situation because we know what the decision was going to be. It was it was going this way the entire time. And it's certainly when they got through Baltimore, Cleveland, and then Baltimore, this was the only way it was going to go. But how? what, what they like about how, some of the depth of it i just wanted to share that share that with you there is still time for one more family adventure this summer the country's largest climbing and zipline park is open seven days a week until labor day with eight different levels 16 courses 250 climbing obstacles and over four thousand feet of zip lines the adventure park at sandy spring located in montgomery county maryland is the perfect place to spend the last few days of summer. Once you're back on the ground, head over to Axe Throwing and try one of their brand new games. You can play Battleship, Blackjack, throw at traditional targets, or even upload your own images. They are now accepting group and family reservations for this fall. Can't make it out before school is back in session? Not to worry. The Adventure Park is open Friday through Sunday, every weekend this fall. To end the summer right, listeners of this show can now get $10 off any ticket by entering the promo code kime 23 dc at checkout. That's KEIM23DC at checkout. There's still time to get outside and join the adventure at theadventurepark.com. Let's get now to today's practice. No, not full pads today. A couple of guys weren't going tight, and Logan Thomas still not out there was doing some stuff on the side field. Chase Young individual not going through any sort of any sort of situation where there might be contact. Charles Leno was not out there. Not sure what's going on with him. He didn't he didn't uh, do a lot. He did not play in the last series or two against Baltimore on Wednesday either. City Charles I saw him out there, kind of rotate with Chris Paul at times. Um, then let's see who else was there. Faderian Mathis still not out there. Not sure when he's coming back with with Thomas. Like, there's no reason for Thomas to play at this point. They know what he can do. Just get him ready for the season. I think the same is true of, uh, you know, Chase Young. Just, I think, get him through and get him healthy. By the way, Danny Johnson has injured his shoulder because of the hit or the body slam. And, you know, if if I'm Washington, I'm really pissed about that play because it's a play in practice. He picks him up and throws him to the ground. Now the kid's got an injured shoulder, and you know they—he's hes considered day to day, but you know, and there's really there's there shouldn't be any reason for him to need to play in the final two preseason games. Quite sure he's going to make get a spot on this roster. He's had a good camp, and I haven't seen anybody that you say, okay, this guy should be kept ahead of him, but you know, you never know. And but I, he would—I don't think he'd have played in the final preseason game, but I'm guessing at this point that they hope that he can just kind of stick around or, or just not play at all the rest of the preseason and heal up that shoulder. But that was not a good play by, by Andrews. And and it, and it cost Danny Johnson. Also tight end Cole, Cole Turner injured a finger during camp, during practice today, after, after one um, pass thrown his way, they went and taped it was his right, right. One of this, one of the fingers on his right hand, they taped his ring finger and, uh, the uh, middle finger together. After that, he went back in, so he was okay. I've talked a little bit about this with Tur- about to you with about Turner, and just they want him to be a little bit better at anticipating maybe some of the collisions that are coming after the catch, allowing him to be a little bit better holding on to the ball. And we've seen that a couple times where he got stripped. A couple, you know, whether in Baltimore he got stripped, in Cleveland he got stripped. Uh, now the one time it was not rule the fumble against the Browns, but only because the knee was. Had just touch you don't take that chance so they want him to be better at absorbing the hit and there was one play today where tight contested pass ball doesn't ball's not caught but then what you see is on a couple of other throws you saw the length on a crossing pattern you saw the length. he got his hands up did a nice job getting away from the defender and another time he had to reach back and use that wide catch radius to make the grab they need Logan Thomas out there. Logan Thomas is still their best tight end. I it's funny cuz you see people saying like, "Oh well, he hasn't played and you know Turner's Turner made a couple of catches against the Browns. Thomas has to go." No, they 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 need Logan Thomas out there. He's their best all-around tight end still. He's their he'll be their best to me. He's still their best tightly contested area pass catcher and especially the tight end in the red zone, third downs whatever. He's still the guy you want. He just has to stay healthy. That of course is the big key. For him. Oh, one, well, you know, one other things, and I noticed this today again. I've seen it a couple other times, is some of the hard counts by Howell. He's gotten his own D a, a handful of times. I think he got the Ravens one time as well, but that you saw it again today. And just wanted to bring it up because I think that's it's a nice little, it's a kind of a veteran thing, right? But he does a good job with that. One of the things they did today, some one on one work between the corners and the defensive backs, and no no pass being thrown at initially. It's just getting off the line, <clears throat> working on the receivers getting off the line. Corners getting their hands on them. They had one time it was it was Christian Holmes against Terry McLaurin. McLaurin just kind of got him to the outside, and Holmes just missed him. And so, just a good job by McLaurin, and it's good for Holmes to go against him. And I told you, I've liked what Holmes has shown this camp, especially on special teams. Um, but I think he's been solid at corner against the backups. But that's the guy you also have to go against in a game if you if you're going to end up on the field. Um, I did think that Forbes had a, one one nice rep against Diami Brown. Felt like he did not open his hips too soon, did a good job. Another time in in when in teamwork, where one play that I liked with him is Cover McLaurin gets in the gets off off man coverage. McLaurin cuts inside and he drives on his inside shoulder, and then they can't throw to him because of it. So a good job by Forbes there. By the way, one of the things with Forbes that they noticed up in Baltimore, and this is why it was good to go against another team because you don't know them, and it's a new receiver. is going against Beckham at times, Odell Beckham, but there were times where they felt like maybe he's trying to play too much for to bait the quarterback into a throw, maybe like what he could have done in college. A lot harder to do that here. So he did have a couple. He did certainly had a few hiccups in that game or in, that, in those two days, but it, again good learning experience so learn how to play maybe a little bit tighter not leave so much space allowing them to create a little bit more and you know you can't bait everything into into bait a quarterback into everything especially at this level it can be a little bit hard also defensive end Andre Jones got more reps with the ones today with Chase Young not out there so that's, that's obviously a very good sign for Jones they want to see more of what he can do right now I'd have him on the roster because he's shown that he deserves what could be the last spot along the defensive line. But I also wonder, like, you know, whenever you hear about, like, the defensive ends, they'll reference as far as, like, guys in position battles. They'll say Smith-Williams, Casey Twohill, Jones, and K.J. Henry, all fighting for, you know, one of those guys is going to get left out. And it's not a guarantee that it'll be the rookies at this point. Personally, I'd have hill. I think he still flashes out there. And I'd have James Smith-Williams on there. They've been working Smith-Williams at times inside in a pass rush situation, similar to what they would do with F.A. Obata. Obata has a good camp, so he, to me, he's on that roster. Anyways, the guy to watch on Monday night, watch watch Andre Jones, because I think he's a guy that, again, they're very intrigued by. Really good length, good off the ball, could be a really good find for them. And I did tell you the other day that you know Stromberg at guard, I like what I've seen from him at guard. And again, I'm not that he's a future guard necessarily. I still think it's about, can he do it in the game if he needs to, but what, what he has shown so far is he looks, he looks okay. And I think speaking of guards, I think one of the guys and I was talking to Sam Cosme afterwards at how good he feels playing inside. So there's, well, I know the line together has to, to keep improving, but I do think like Cosme, I think could be a good, solid guard for them. He's got athleticism. He can get out in space but I think he's also pretty good at absorbing hits, knowing how to, and being able to anchor and being able to handle some different kinds of defensive linemen. So, so anyways, but he's feeling more comfortable. And then the other one, this was uh Jamin Davis. And I, he had, I think I told you against the Browns. He had that one play where his leverage, if you see the receiver catch the ball on a flat route against him, they are okay with that. And that's what happened is they're guarding the middle. They do not want the big play in the middle. Saw that again today. gets, Um, Antonio Gibson forces him outside, makes a stop there. The other thing that was interesting too is, and this is where that communication comes into play. And on this play, this is an in the red zone inside the five. There was one time where there's a stack formation to the right and Davis is lined up in man coverage against a tight end. Well, then there was a back gore on that play goes in motion to the backfield. Well, that changes the coverage. So Davis shifts in size It changes everything. And what you hear is like, you know, somebody on the line was like, let me know, Jamin, let me know, let me know. Or someone on the other side. And so Jamin's like, I got you, I got you. So that way the communication to know who has what, and they ex, they, nobody looked out of place or confused, but it starts with that kind of communication. And even after the snap, when Jamin starts going out to the flat, he is communicating that he goes, I'm out here, I'm out here. So there's that's that talk, but it's kind of cool to see and hear that during practice because Those are the things that you you're not going to get a chance to know in a game how it's going, but it's a huge, huge key for any team. So that's it for me. That's the practice report for Friday. Sam Howell's a starter, no surprise, of course. I know you know that. I'll be back on Saturday wrapping up another. This is I'm expecting a padded practice in front of another big crowd. I think this is the the last big day here. You. I mean, it could be 10,000 people out here again for the final one. So expecting some good practice stuff. I'll get that for you Saturday. Also going to play an interview that I did with Jeremy Reeves after, after my practice report. So I think you'll enjoy that as well. So there you go. I'll talk to you next time.